Welcome back to the ranking of video game movies, the S Rank Media Club. I'm here with Kudro and Colton. Hello. And we'll be yep. ranking Laura Croft Tomb Raider, the second one from 2003, The Cradle of Life. Um, and there's lots of similarities between the first and the second one, in my opinion. Um, but for a quick little kind of opening, um, Laura Croft is played by Angelina Jolie. Um, and then the love interest is played by Gerard Butler. Terry Sheridan. Um, which, yes. I thought that was kind of cool. But uh, anyway. Like the name? Adventure Laura Croft. No, the actor. Uh, Gerard Butler. Big Gerard Butler fan, Kudra. Yeah, I, I guess cool I, I guess that's fair. Yeah. I guess that's fair. What his other favorite <laughs> Gerard Butler movies are uh, Twenty Seven Dresses and uh, P.S. I Love You. Is right. he in 20... <laughs> Hold on, I gotta confirm if Gerard Butler's in. No, he's in. Um... Ooh, it, I don't know if it's Twenty Seven Dresses. It's, he's uh... not in Twenty Seven Dresses. That's a lie. I don't know why I thought that. No, what's I know the rom com though. Oh, uh, quit talking you? about the ugly truth. Is that All it? Right. I don't what it's we'll, we'll, we'll come back to Gerard anyway, Butler. We need later. to get to Tomb Raider. We need to get to Tomb Raider here. Uh, adventurer Laura Croft goes on a quest to save the mythical Pandora's box before an evil scientist finds it and recruits a former Marine turned mercenary to assist her. So that's kind of the premise. Um, some more supernatural, uh, mythical um, kind of ideas and artifacts going on in this movie as well. Um. Let's get into the plot. The film begins on Santorini Island in Greece um, during a wedding, and it's interrupted by kind of an earthquake or a landslide um, where rocks fall into the ocean. Then we get a cool title sequence um, made out of the, the falling rocks. Um, and then this earthquake, I'm assuming it doesn't really make it clear, but I'm assuming it, it unearths this underwater temple or this temple that was lost that's what i'm assuming too um, which is because i agree alexander the great not clear yeah <laughs> right um it's called the luna temple and alexander the great built it um to house his most prized treasures away from his uh what, the library in alexandria right i think they say that um and among those treasures is a glowing orb with a pattern resembling a code etched into it. And so kind of the beginning of the movie, after the earthquake, we get this um, Tomb Raider-esque Laura Croft comes in, skimpy outfit on her jet ski, and does like some, I don't know, some professional tricks on her jet ski. Mm -hmm. And yeah. She does a barrel roll. So you get, you <laughs> right, you get the views. <laughs> and then, yeah. <laughs> turns out there's a lot of tomb raiders also hunting for this temple or they're not sure what they're looking for i guess and Lara Croft comes in she's like i know what we're looking for this is what we're looking for because of i don't know she found a map or something like that and she's working with these other treasure hunters and so then they end up figuring out that the the currents of the ocean or the sea changed and so all these treasure hunters are looking in the wrong spot so Laura Croft's like, I know the exact spot. So they go there, they dive down, and they end up finding the temple. Um, and so 
they get in there and they see all this gold. So then the two like treasure hunters obviously go for the gold. Laura Croft is interested in that orb that I mentioned. Um, and so she, she goes up to try and get it. She pulls out like a welding rig to like unstuck it or unstick it from whatever it was being held by. And as that happens, there's these mercenaries that kind of surface and nobody notices them, but they have spear guns. And then there's like a battle that ends or not a battle, more of like a chase that ensues. They kill the two treasure hunters. And then obviously Laura Croft doesn't get the orb or there's also a medallion that was, um, she was trying to get as well, which will come later down the road. She doesn't end up getting either of those, but she escapes. Um, and some of the mercenaries die, I believe, but the mercenaries end up getting the orb and the medallion. So that's kind of the opening scene sets the stage for, you know, what we're looking at here and us as the audience, we really don't have any idea of what's going on at this point. Yeah. Just so then the next, a lot of people just (laughs) shooting. Right. Um, so then we get this scene where it introduces the villain. He's this, I don't know, bio agent, bioweapon guy yeah. who like has created all these bioweapons and he's on the airplane explaining to all his clients that he's found this new bioweapon and you need to pay him so you can have it essentially. So he's trying to sell this bioweapon that he doesn't have yet. Um and it turns out that one of the buyers sold him out to the MI6 and he makes a big spectacle about killing him and, you know, all the evil, you can't fool me, like, I, I know what you're doing type of thing. Um, and so that introduces MI6, kind of moves into the next portion. They show up at um, Laura Croft's door um, because Laura Croft doesn't really have, I keep saying Laura, Laura Croft doesn't have any idea of, you know, who the mercenaries were and and where the orb is now. So um, MI6 obviously shows up and they're like, we know where the orb is. We need you to do it. Um, So it's it's had by these, um, I think, Sha Ling, I want to say. Yeah, they're, uh, sorry, I have it written down here. They're They're like mercenaries or... or, uh, the shaling, treasure hunt, yeah. shaling, yeah, black market, essentially black market smugglers, um, which are like impossible to find apparently, and so in order to find them, she asks MI6 to release this mercenary who she obviously has a past with, um, and at first it's like no way, like we'd never do that. Obviously, they let her do it, <laughs> so we go to I believe my guess is Siberia or something like that, some high high security prison in the cold um blizzard area i don't know mountains and they exchange words and she promises him that you know mi6 will provide money and freedom if if he helps her um and also kind of on the back burner we get some kind of more story of the shaling and they're transporting the orb around um and they didn't want to give it to Rice, who is the the villain. They didn't want to give it to him right away. 
because they weren't sure how much it was worth. They end up finding that, you know, if all these people want it, then maybe they could sell it for, for more than what Rice was going to give it to them for. So that's kind of happening in the background. Anyway, so they team up and um, Terry is like, I know where they're at. They're in China. Like we need to, we can't go into China without being seen by the shaling. Um, and Lara Croft's like, Oh, don't worry about it. Like I have, she's very like miss, not mystical, but like, um, she just knows everything. Yeah. Like secretive and like has everything set up, ready to go while the audience is like, how the fuck did you like know that you were going to land here? Yeah. And you're Speaks gonna every language. Here like right. knows somebody everywhere she lands it's right. her her like uh, it's amazing how many people she knows and how many languages she speaks right so they take some like weird flying pod in and then they eject right when it smashes into a mountain so the shaling won't suspect <laughs> that they're in the country i guess oh jeez um and then they pick up some weapons and motorcycles and then they take the motorcycles and we get this weird like flirty motorcycle scene where they're like trying to outdo each other on bmx bikes did did that not feel like <laughs> did you feel like you're watching like a a teenage disney channel drama right like i did yeah. like it just <laughs> like motocrossed wasn't that like the <laughs> oh, that sounds about right yeah <laughs> they're like she's like doing a wheelie and he's like oh like I'll do like a cool <laughs> jump and I'll land right in front of you. <laughs> anyway, so then they ride their mo their BMX bikes up to um to this mountain and then they're like, okay, now we need to go by foot. So then they're just walking and then they get surrounded by the shaling and then comes mm. to find out. Terry's like, well, the only way to find them is to get captured by them. Um, so they get captured and then the leader, I forget his name, doesn't really matter because um, he ends up dying anyway. So who cares? Spoilers. Right. Um, <laughs> like wants to talk to Lara Croft about, you know, selling it to her. I don't know. Some other villain or, party. Right. I don't know. Like figuring yeah. out what he's going to do with this orb, essentially. And then he's showing off his terracotta soldiers. And then Lara Croft's like, well, I need the orb. So then they have a big battle and he destroys all the terracotta soldiers. I'm like, this guy's destroying, I don't even know how much money right here, just <laughs> destroying terracotta soldiers. Um, turns out he doesn't have the orb. Instead of killing him, she asks for information about the orb. He, he tells her the orb will be in Shanghai at some, I don't know, pagoda for a drop off. So then they're like leaving and the, but then he shoots at her and then they escape. So, and Terry like fights his way out of three or four different, I don't know, bodyguards. And then there's actually kind of a pretty cool scene where they like slide down the rope upside down and they're like shooting people while they're sliding down the ropes. But, but yeah, um, another chase scene. Then we cut to Shanghai. Right. <laughs> Then we cut to Shanghai and they're there for the drop off. Obviously, Rice, the villain, instead of meeting there, I don't know, on foot, comes in on a helicopter, which didn't make sense to me that they would just allow a, a giant ass helicopter just to descend into this residential dense area. Um, anyway, 
So Terry and Lara are trying to figure out a way to hijack the orb. There's a big fight sequence. Um, Rice gets the orb and kills the guy that gives it to him. But then Laura like does a crazy pole vault move to to jump onto the um, helicopter. I don't know what they're called, guardrails or the under rails of right. the helicopter. Yeah, yeah. And then she puts a tracker on the on the box. And this leads to what I think is the stupidest part of the movie, where she pulls up the tracker right after, and then she's like, "Oh yeah, they're in Hong Kong." Yeah. And also, I was like, what? <laughs> also, that same scene where she falls into that truck. And the guys just drive away and leave her there. Right. Well, I don't understand. Then they, they yeah, because right after that, they're like, yeah, she escaped or something. She was right there and you just left. Right. Anyways. Yeah. Yeah. The tracking thing was the stupidest thing, in my opinion. It was like, <laughs> oh, she put a tracker on it and then she pulls it up on her phone and then she's like, oh, yeah, it's in Hong Kong now. And it's like, well, I'm pretty sure you can't just teleport in a helicopter from Shanghai <laughs> to Hong Kong. Yeah. Like, there's no information on the box that's going to tell you where they're going. Mm. Anyway, um, they obviously have the tracker. So then they follow it to Shanghai or sorry, Hong Kong. I can't find it. Turns out it's underground. They figure that out. It's on in like a mall. Like a, I don't know, shopping mall, I guess you call it. Mm. And then they had like been working out of a, a a mall stall, I guess. Right. I don't know, a shop. Yeah. In a, yeah. To try and decode the, the orb. Mm -hmm. Um and so um it's just so happens that Rice is leaving as they're going in. No, you know, no planning at all. So they go in and then they kind of set the alarms off, I think, to get everybody out. So then Laura can go and take more pictures of the orb. Right. So that uh I'm forgetting his name, Hillary and uh, uh Hillary and Bryce. Bryce, yeah. Yep. Can Bryce decode the, the, guy. the orb. Um, and that's where the um the medallion comes to play, which I forgot to mention Laura took from the Shailing guy. Mm -hmm. Um, and it turns out that the medallion is the key to the to the map, essentially. Um and apparently the map is vocal or like I don't know. Yeah, it's like an audio map. It doesn't really map. make sense to me. Yeah. yeah, an audio map. I don't know. Still doesn't make sense to me how, how that was used. Real weird. Right. Um, but yeah, so then she's trying to take pictures, but then Rice and his henchmen come in, and there's a whole big battle. But Terry could have shot Rice and killed him, but didn't. But then they somehow escape with the orb and the medallion. And Terry is you know, has a whole escape plan set up. So they go up top to a construction building and then they're like, okay, we're going to jump off the building in our wingsuits and we're going to go, you know, escape. Land in this exact boat out in the water. Right. <laughs> That's <Right>. moving. <laughs> right. So they escape and yeah, they land on the boat and then there's this weird, like intimate, like seduce seduction scene where Laura like oh, starts right. like seducing Terry and then she handcuffs or she handcuffs him because he doesn't want to she doesn't want to have to kill him or something like that because she knows that he's gonna like be greedy or I don't know. Can't trust him. Be be mercenary-ish. I, I, I had to lock right. him back up. <laughs> right. 
Um, and then Laura leaves and then she just comes in the morning onto some family's boat and was like, can I steal your TV? And they're just like very gracious. They're like, oh yeah, of course, like go for it. Um, and they're watching SpongeBob. And then it just so happens that the little girl is chewing gum also for breakfast. So she uses the gum from the kid to set up her, uh, her camera on top of the TV. So then she can take the orb and show it to Brady and, uh, or sorry, not Brady, Bryce and, uh, Hillary. Yeah. Right. Um, but I think it just so happens that rice had picked up her head or her earpiece back Mm -hmm. in the lab and Mm -hmm. he had the idea oh i'll just go to laura's estate and hold them hostage and wait for laura to call in so laura i don't remember what exactly happens but she picks up the orb and it starts like showing her images of where she needs to go which she somehow surmises in africa in this specific spot yeah mount (laughs) gumlamagaro So then she relays the message to Bryce and Hillary and is like, you know, I need to go to Kilimanjaro and, you know, talk to Kosa, who's like a local guy that she's has relationship with or has worked with before. Um, so come to find out, you know, Bryce is there with Bryce and um, Hillary, and then they're obviously going to go to Africa as well. So this is where it kind of picks up with like the final scene of the movie. Um Laura parachutes in to a moving Jeep, um, which um, Kosa is driving. And they end up going to the exact right spot and talking to this ind- these indigenous people. And they're, at first they're like, no, like we won't help you find um, the cradle of life. But then Laura explains that the evil man's going to come and try and steal Pandora's box and open it up. So they're like, okay, but we're going to come with you. Um, so yeah, so then they start their trek and then all of a sudden a helicopter comes down and just men with guns just come and kill all the indigenous people. And then Lara and, um, is taken into custody with, um, Kosa and then Rice makes them, you know, follow the rest of the path essentially. Um, and I think there's nothing between where they see the the shadow warriors right between when no, they I think, caught. yeah right because that basically from them they're going through that weird magic forest Wasteland, thing yeah. yeah whatever that is yeah which uh-huh. to be fair i thought the shadow warriors were actually kind of cool like i thought that was like a cool idea they, they just prepped you with the rest of the movie so that part could look cool that's why right <laughs> yeah so they're walking through it and then these shadow warriors come out and they start killing the the armed guards Apparently, we learned that if you move, the they'll come for you, essentially. So it was kind of cool because they grab you and then they kind of drag you into the shadow sort of thing and kill you, obviously. Um, so then kind of everybody's stuck there and like doesn't know what to do. And then Laura sees this like, I don't know, weird like hill look like an anthill to me. I don't know over in the, the clearing area. And she's like, obviously, I have to put the orb in there. She puts the orb in there and it opens up the ground to the cradle of life. Rice and Laura are kind of, I don't know, they start kind of scuffling a little bit down there. And then they see the Pandora's box, which is in 
um, a vet or like a bowl of acid, black acid. Um, apparently it's Pandora's tears because when she opened the, the box for the first time, she started crying tears of black acid. Um, so Laura's trying to get away from Rice while Rice is trying to make Laura get the box so she doesn't, you know, make a mistake and die. Um, and I kind of forget what happens. They she, she like gave have him, this like this fight, yeah, right? She gave him the old hezzy hay and then threw him into the black acid, right? And then he's he, in the black acid, yeah. And then uh, Gerard Butler, uh, Terry Sheridan shows up. And then right. Terry Sheridan's like, hey, this is ours, right? We get this. Right. And then she's like, no, we have to leave it. I right. Actually, doesn't... Also, doesn't he, like, punch her or something? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he uh -huh. like... Yeah, so he, like, the way she kills him is he punches her, and then he, she lands on a gun without him noticing. And then she stands up, and he's she's like, "Right, no, like, we can't take it. And then right before right. Terry's about to shoot her... Yeah, there's a gunshot, and the audience is like, "Oh no, who shot who?" And obviously, <laughs> Terry dies. Right. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, but yeah, from this, from I think it's IMDb, it says, despite her love for him, this results in Laura being forced to fairly shoot him in self-defense just after Terry draws his own gun, preparing to shoot Laura. Um, and then Laura almost opens the box. She essentially did open the box, like. Like there is light coming out of the box, mm -hmm. but then she's like, "Nah, like <laughs> I just killed Terry. Why would I open the box?" Right. Yeah, that right. scene made no sense to me. <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, I don't know if they're like trying to make her seem like human or I don't know, but it, uh, to me that didn't make sense. So a then lot she throws the things... box back in the acid. Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. And oh then, man. Uh, yeah. And then the end of the movie is kind of they're back with the indigenous people and they're like, and she's like, some things aren't meant to be fine to the to the leader. And then I think uh, Hillary and Bryce were like being prepped to get married or something like that and they didn't realize and then they book it out of there and yeah, that's kind of the end. They drive off into the sunset. So. Yeah, this, uh, this movie was a slog. Mm-hmm. Um. <laughs> Yeah, it was a two-parter for me, for oh sure. Oh my gosh, yeah, I watched it over two days. I started watching it one day, and I was like, I, I, I'm going to fall asleep. I don't, I got to stop. Um, mm -hmm. Wow, nothing has any reasoning whatsoever. Lara Croft just knows everything all the time for just because. I, like you were saying, Quinn, like she sees the images out of that thing and just knows exactly where to go. Every, right. like okay oh oh my yeah. god to me it was essentially a carbon copy of the first really the first movie. i yeah. thought this was significantly worse than the first one this I one i i would say significantly different oh man this made uh that uh that other one look good uh uncharted this made uncharted look good <laughs> <laughs> oh okay. I don't know, maybe i was seeing yeah. Well, maybe I was seeing it for the tropes that it like, because it just had all the same tropes as the first one. Yeah. So I, no, I, I was like I focused guess, on that, I guess. I guess you're not wrong about that. I just, I feel like as like a movie watch, like the first one was way more bearable than this one for me. Like this one just, everything just seems so stupid. It's like, yeah. why the hell? Like, it just, it's like everywhere she goes, she can speak the language and she just knows somebody there. 
and like what these wingsuits that we're gonna go fly onto this boat. Oh my god. The the beginning I had written down the notes uh watch me flip this jet ski and look at my silver onesie. Um <laughs> or like silver wetsuit. Oh man. I mean I, I get it, it was intentional. They're like, what kind of hot water clothing can we put on Lara Croft? And that that's where they got. Um so okay. Um it- you know, I feel like the biggest problem with this movie, you know, I know we're talking about the, you know, the, you know, showing off Laura Croft and all of her and all of her figure. But I feel like this movie did it a lot less than the than the last movie. She was wearing her hot pants the whole movie, Kudro. They're just like, what, how can we dress Laura Croft in all these different ways? <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah you're probably Towel right. scene to the very beginning to me is like, oh. Here we go again. She's in her <laughs> speedo and I don't know, just um, a bra, and she's in the water. Like I don't know. And then yeah, it, it, yeah. I, I it don't want to make me watch. Yeah, I don't have a lot of good things to say about this movie. Um, I do have bad things to say about this movie. Um, the the underwater cruisers they were using. Did you say they had windshields on those? Then little windshields like that didn't even come up to where their face was. <laughs> oh, I missed that. <laughs> oh, speaking of the, I don't know, the underwater stuff, yeah. the shark scene where she's oh, like, oh, yeah. I'll cut myself she, and then I'll ride the shark up to the top. Right. And she also punches the shark. Right. Yep. <laughs> that might have been the best part of the movie, actually. Like, if we're actually retroactively thinking about it, like maybe where she punched the shark was the most interesting thing. I don't know. Um, to me, it, like, I don't really want to talk about the movie anymore just because yeah. after going through all of that, it, it was a lot. Is her punching a shark a meme somewhere? Maybe. I mean, now, uh, although, to be f- although, to be fair, I think it does say, like, if you ever get attacked by a shark, I think one of the recommendations for it is, like, either punch it in the nose or attack its eye. I gotcha. I, so, just, uh, just, like, well, it, the nature of it was just, like, it's still absurd. Yeah, and and uh, before that, inside that thing where she finds the orb, um, she shoots at a stone column, and the stone column falls down. Um, so <laughs> that's that's pretty. It's pretty powerful handgun. Um, well, I guess in that, I guess in the defense, it didn't seem like the uh, the temple was in that good a condition when they entered it. Yeah, right. I, but. An underwater yeah. temple that survived without caving in for how long? <laughs> Under how much how much water pressure? Just a couple gunshots that will take that column down. Uh our villain guy um says it's not nice to fool Mother Nature, but it's what I've been doing for a long time now. No idea what the fuck that's about. Um, well the whole thing is is that the dude is uh isn't the dude like the dude's uh like a biologist. I think like the it made mention like the poison that that dude would like drank on the plane was like some like hyper advanced oh, weaponized okay. Ebola. I, dude, I I feel like this movie does such a terrible job of explaining anything, and it's just like these villainous characters that are just even like Lara's relationship with uh, Terry, like never like a word is not actually explained about what the hell the deal is. There's just nothing. I feel like nothing's ever like explained the setups there's no setup at all for anything it's just this guy's a villain that's it yeah 
yeah, Dr. Rice, like he is definitely your generic doomsday villain. There's, I can't really say there's anything interesting about him other uh, than the, f- actually the only thing interesting about him was just that I completely forgot this actor was in this movie. The dude who played, uh, uh, oh God, what, what was his character's name? Uh, the King behind the King beyond the wall in game of Thrones. Oh, hmm. oh, that's where I recognized him from. Good, good eye. I uh, didn't. Man, Mance, Mance Raider. That, that's yeah, yeah. His name. I, I saw his face. I'm like, where do I know that guy from? <laughs> um, okay. Yeah, I think to to not to be fair, but to kind of explain it away is an action movie. So I think they spent a lot of time, you know, going for the cool action sequences rather than delving into the deep deeper backstories of of anything the character (laughs) relationships of yeah you know uh yeah Yeah, but even with that though it's like the like the movie's name is tomb raider there was a remarkable lack of tomb raiding in this movie yeah i well it's only in the beginning when in the luna temple it's like other than that though it's like tomb raiding need not apply right they had already hit like there was no steps to get to the final, no like tomb raiding steps. It was, oh, they just so happened to find the Luna Temple. This is where the treasure hunt ends, right? There's no more treasure hunt besides mapping it out, which you don't need to go anywhere else. You just needed the right the orb and then the medallion, and then you could make it to wherever you needed to go. Um additionally, the accuracy of anyone in this movie shooting at like nearly point blank range um just missing stormtroopers yeah Yeah, i'm about to say i feel like that's a that's a general trope did did you notice the slow motion parts where it would like go into this weird slow motion like for five seconds there must have been four or five of them those were awful there was there was like a couple spots where it just go into this weird slow motion um yeah, so I don't remember. I, I kind of feel like this movie, like one, I feel like it's still like the first one, like trying to mimic like Indiana Jones stuff, kind of like they want it to. But they also I feel like they almost want it to be like a James Bond kind of movie. And like a it's it's a bad one at that. It's a bad one of those. Um, But uh, yeah, yeah, I I hate this movie. And no bad. one should watch it. Um, yeah. Well, I was gonna say my. I think my final like words are: it's it's just another movie to make Lara Croft look like a badass, yeah, sexy, right, person. Yeah. I mean, there's just so many scenes where that's the case for me. Mm-hmm. But like when MI6 came, she's like riding a horse, shooting targets, yeah, right, targets, right. Like, Come on, yeah. Or the uh, the sliding down the rope, which I thought was kind of cool, but like stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I Not worth it. it to me. Yeah, I agree. Kudrani, mm. overarching final thought. I mean, not really. Movie's pretty generic. There's a distinct lack of tomb raiding. I mean, I was able to sit through the. I was. I sat through the movie and watched it in one sitting. Like I didn't think it was maybe that egregiously bad, but yeah. this movie is definitely nothing. This movie is definitely nothing spectacular. It's very forgettable. Uh, do, do you want to be the first one to rank it then? 
Oh, sure, why not? I mean... Hmm. <laughs> I, I don't know. I'm, I'm torn between a D and an E. Uh, I might... I'm, I'm torn between E and F. Um, I, I, I feel like this movie is worse than the first one, which I, I'm going to, I'll give it an E. If there, if the villain was even a little bit more interesting, or even like if Terry had been a little bit more interesting. Yeah, if, might, Gerard, I, if, if Gerard Butler was Daniel Craig, would this have been a better movie? Oh, <laughs> uh, I, I mean, too, I mean, you know, I feel like Gerard Butler, like, you know, Daniel Craig got an opportunity to be like half naked on screen. There was no Gerard Butler half naked. So, you know, that right there. E. <laughs> well, that's that's false because he was doing upside down push ups or pull ups. I don't know what you want to call them in in uh, in the it's called the prison. Yeah, but right? I think he still had his shirt on, though, didn't he? No, uh, his shirt was off. Uh, Bad lighting then. Not got not good enough to show off the form. Maybe I should make like the thumbnail for these. Like for the last one, I'll just make it a picture of Daniel Craig, like shirtless in the shower, and then this one. <laughs> um, yeah, I'll, I'll I'll go with E. I, I feel like this movie is worse than the first one. I I you can pass on it. Yeah, I'm I'm very much that it's worse than the first one as well. I'm just debating how bad it is. Like it really upsets me how much there is like no setup to anything, and ah, I I want to give it an F. Like I'm trying to think if it has anything redeeming in it, and I don't think it does. I think this movie's an it's an F. I'm gonna say it. I give Tomb Raider: Cradle of Life an F. Wow, I, I can't. Is that would you still rate it an F if you watched this one before the first one? That's a good question. I think so. Like, I just think the I don't know why. why this one, the first one, I feel like had a better plot line to it in a way. I'm not saying it was good, but I feel like this one had just would you say it had more tomb ratings? Ratings. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> some bonus points for having Zoom rating. <laughs> oh, yeah, I think I have to go with E as well. Gotcha. Terrible movie. All right. Well, let's go Unless to the. Unless you want to watch Angelina Jolie show off her. Herself. There you go. Yeah. yeah. But I feel like the first one is even better for that. So. Right. Well, depends. I mean, if you're into the bathing suits and the silver onesies. This is uh, your... I... There was a lot of vehicle um, maneuvering, right? Whoops. Um, vehicle maneuvering? Yeah, there was, you know, there was the horses, the horse, oh, right. there was the yeah. jet ski, there was the yeah. BMX bikes. She rides like, motorcycles, yeah. Right. And shoots guns off her horse. I mean, we did get sled dogs in the first one, so I don't know how, like, how high that ranks, but. Anyway. All right. So. I will concede that this can go. You guys both have this as an E. I have it in an F. I will concede this to the E tier above Mortal Kombat Annihilation. I would really. <laughs> I think I, it's better than Final Fantasy. I also <laughs> think it's better than Final Fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> 
Kudra, do you have any strong argument to this going above Final Fantasy, the spirits within? Uh, Colton, you, you don't have a shred of integrity in your body, do you? That's not a very strong argument, so I guess this goes no. above. The, Colton, fair, you cannot make an ass. argument that this movie is better than Final Fantasy, the spirits within. In no world is this movie better than spirits within. You think Final Fantasy Spirits Within is better than this movie? Uh, yes, that is what I just said. So, can, you tell yes. me, can you tell me why that you think? Like, what is it? What makes Final Fantasy Spirits Within a better movie than Tomb Raider Cradle of Life? I'm going to have to spend the rest of the entirety of the time we do this show defending my ranking of Spirits Within, aren't I? <laughs> or you could change it to an F like a normal person. Uh, let me see here. If I recall the rankings correctly, I don't even think Quinn ranked it enough. It was only you. Yeah, I ranked it a D. What'd you rank Tomb Raider? An E. Oh, so do you want Final Fantasy above Tomb I think, Raider? I think we have to put Final Fantasy above Tomb Raider to All stay right. true to our ranking system. All right, Quinn wants to keep his his D rating of Final Fantasy. <laughs> We can maybe we should uh, designate a uh, a week a segment yeah, week where we to go back. We look yeah. at we look at uh, old rankings. Yeah, the yeah. I, all right, so Tomb Raider right now is below Final Fantasy. I I don't like either of them. It's fine. They can hang out there down in the E tier. <laughs> a miss a miscarriage of justice if I've ever seen one. All right, Tomb Raider: the Cradle of Life is in the E tier. 